a playlist original. ready to be petty welcome back to another episode of rtbp i'm so glad you're here today the girls from honestly (laughs) join me logan and zoe are here and we talk about some really fun stuff so i hope you enjoy a few things right off the bat just some updates from some previous episodes rihanna had her baby i know this is like fucking old news But we did talk a lot about her pregnancy style and her pregnancy announcement. So I just wanted to follow up. She's given birth to a boy. The real drums, honestly, of this story is that nurse from the hospital apparently posted that she had gone into labor and had the baby, which is like so inappropriate. I like can't even imagine. And then, yeah, no no follow up from her. And then... I was just thinking about when Kirsten and I talked about Rihanna's pregnancy announcement. We also talked about how she was at Target holding up little dresses in like the quote unquote girls section and she had a boy. So I wonder, do you think she did that on purpose? Do you think she, I don't know, didn't know the gender at the time? Who knows? Another thing is the Jersey Shore I don't know why I said the Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore and The Hills, that's probably why, are getting reboots on MTV. It, does this interest people? My, like, 2000s heart is happy. The cast of Jersey Shore put out, like, a joint statement saying that, like, they're kind of using them. But I was like, I feel like a reboot or using, like, the premise of the show and what they essentially created I guess make money but I'm like I feel like you all should be really happy because your show's like not popping and I don't know anyone that watches family vacation I think I watched like the first one or two seasons and that was just like enough so I feel like they should be happy that there's a reboot and maybe see if there's any way that they could get some involvement I don't know what do you all think or do you think that they just like think that they were magic they were randomly thrown together and any cast now would be like kind of like fake I have no idea and then the hills I'm also interested because I think they're promising a more diverse cast which is really interesting there's that famous Heidi quote um, when someone asked her you know essentially saying that the show is so white but she (laughs) They were asking about diversity of the cast and she's like, well, there's blondes and there's brunettes. So there's enough diversity (laughs) that we need. And like, you really, really, really can't make that shit up. But yeah, I'm also curious because I think, again, the beauty of Laguna and the hills are that they all did hang out together or like they're they had at least like some connection to each other whereas and like same as siesta key and shows that do popular now um like selling sunset like they all work together so they all knew each other and the people that have been introduced like emma knew christine before and stuff like that so just i'm just curious about how cast will do yeah like when they're like randomly 
thrown together or will they find kind of an organic friend group? Will they strike gold like Jersey Shore or will it be, I don't know, a little lackluster? So I'm excited for that. Let me know if you're excited too. Two more things before we get to the uh, meat and potatoes of this episode. Dumois, we've talked about her, I think like vaguely on the show. We haven't done too much about Du, but her identity was revealed this past week in kind of like a small, I I'm a, I think like indie newsletter or like um, Substack. I don't know if they're indie, like sorry, I had never heard of them. So it was uh, really interesting. I won't spoil it for you, but there's tons of uh, discourse online right now. But I'm going to be doing a full um, deep dive of Dumois, her history, rise to fame, her controversies, and then her identity reveal, etc. with Shannon from Fluently Ford. We're recording, I think, in like a week or two. So that will come out like early June, mid-June. So I will be covering it on the show um, in a few weeks. And then the last thing is when I was talking to Maddie about Bridgerton season three, I don't know why I said this because I totally knew that this wasn't right. But, uh, spoiler alert for the books, Eloise doesn't end up with Theo in the books. And I'm not going to tell you who she ends up with because it is say. but I don't know why I said she did. I, like, I don't know, was in a fugue state, question mark, question mark, but I'm kind of sad because I like them, but maybe this will turn out better. Who knows? I haven't been let down with Bridgerton so far, so... I just wanted to correct myself on that. Also, I've heard about one more Easter egg on TikTok from season two, uh, looking forward to season three. And it was that in a few scenes, Penelope is specifically wearing blue and the Featherington household color is yellow and the Bridgerton household color is blue. And what do you get when you mix blue and yellow together? Green! So yeah, I'm so excited, yeah, just to find more Easter eggs like that as we um, probably are waiting for a long time for that season to come out. Okay, enough about me. Let's get to the episode. Here is my conversation with Zoe and Logan. I'm back with two very special guests, Logan and Zoe from the Honestly podcast, Logan, Zoe, how are you two? Great. Happy to be here. Fantastic. (laughs) Couldn't be better. (laughs) Good. I'm so glad. I feel like, well, we were just talking about this, but I feel like this has been like a long time coming. I feel like your podcast is one of the first like indie Canadian podcasts I listen to. That's so exciting. We love that. I know. It's so fun to find other Canadians like in the space because I feel like whenever you're looking at the Lady Pod Squad kind of thing, it's like America, America, America. And then you spot your fellow Canadians. You're like, yay. Yes. Yes. I feel like people don't get it because Canada is obviously like a well-known country and like it's a big country. But I feel like people don't get that like in the media and stuff, we're like not represented. I was like talking about how anytime you see any reference to any, like to Vancouver, like whatever. Like I was in Vancouver this past weekend and I walked past the hotel that was the exteriors for the Tipton. Oh my God. (laughs) 
And I was like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. I just, people don't get the, like, I don't know, joy it brings yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Or when we spot Toronto in, like, every movie being like, oh my God, it's supposed to be New York, but I know where that yeah. is. But that's the Yeah. All the you time. see, like, the shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fresh. Yeah. It's so funny. Tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast. So we have a podcast called Honestly, and we kind of cover everything from like pop culture, internet culture, basically whatever we want to talk yeah. about. <laughs> a lot of YouTube, a lot of YouTube, a lot YouTube of TikTok. Historians <laughs> of YouTube, some might say, yeah. I would. <laughs> yes, I feel like when I first reached out to you too, I was like, we should talk about YouTube. And then none of the topics we landed on were YouTube. I feel like this week or the last couple of weeks, like they've not been giving us the drama that I came for. YouTube, YouTube. is kind of in its flop era right it now, is. I think. It's like Trisha, Paytas, Gabby Hanna, they're all acting like too fine. They're too normal. <laughs> yeah. It's too stable for my like. <laughs> yeah, no. they're just like mentally thriving. Yeah. And I'm but... like, oh, well, how, dare yeah. <laughs> how dare you be doing well? <laughs> Honestly. A lot of our topics kind of like intersect, so I'm excited to just like get into what we're going to talk about. The first thing on the docket is Courtney's, I'm calling it Courtney's real wedding because uh, she fooled us twice, um, but third time's the charm. Her and Travis, I don't even know why I'm explaining this. Everybody, anybody who is listening knows that they got married in Italy over the weekend and when I was prepping for this episode, I was like, I'm going to do so much research about like the location and like whatever. I literally didn't do any, but I feel like I still know every detail about it. That's, That's what happens funny with Twitter. <laughs> Twitter just yes. gives you the tidbits you need. It feeds into you. Yeah. Even today I was on Instagram and I saw like them cutting their cake and then Kim and Chloe were like yelling at Chris to like get off the stage because she was like blocking the photographer's shot. Right. And I was like, I feel like this is again like just too many like intimate details yeah. that I know about <laughs> this fucking wedding. Zoe, what did you think of like the outfits, the aesthetic, the the decor, everything about it? I just find like maybe this is personal. <laughs> I love like the celebrity like opulence thing but with them it just feels kind of boring at this point it's just like I would be more impressed if you just went to like city hall and like did your wedding like that it's like okay it's opulent you're Kardashian yeah you know, it's kind that's of what it's expected oh, it's just like okay <laughs> we're doing this totally that's why the Santa Barbara the second wedding I was kind of like oh this is different because like they didn't make a big deal about it and then someone was like oh no they're going to Italy like they're in their private jets right now I was like oh Oh. okay (laughs) like we're doing it (laughs) and the the portions of the pasta (laughs) (laughs) that is blowing up today (laughs) I just saw that I was really you're you're so rich and you're giving people like a fork full of pasta. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I'd not attend. Rescinding my invite. I really am hoping it's because it was like a twenty course yeah. meal. <laughs> I hope. I'm assuming I it hope. was because it was spaghetti. It was like literally one slurp. <laughs> it was on a giant plate too, which made it look even smaller. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, that was the worst part. And Logan, what did you think about it? Um, it was interesting. <laughs> like, again, I agree. I think, like, the opulence of it, it's kind of just, like, okay, expected. Like, whatever. The whole, like, Italian Catholicism of it all, I was like, 
is this really important to the two of you? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The last time I checked, I didn't think that they were, you know, Italian, but more power to them. Yeah. And deep Italian roots. I love that. It just kind of felt yeah. like they saw like House of Gucci and just like were a little too into it. Father's up, House, House of Gucci. Gucci. Um, it was just like, it was an interesting choice, I think, for two people that aren't Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I didn't even think that. It's so fucking random now that I like, yeah, because it was all like Catholic symbolism, really like Italian, like even like textures and like prints patterns. It was what is being called co-branded by my favorite MJ Corey of the a Kardashian account at Kardashian underscore colloquial which was just like also so interesting I just feel like the Kardashians like they just love to like not give a fuck about anybody else or like about public opinion that's exactly well and it's like why should they like they've never (laughs) actually faced any real consequences for anything ever so they're like yeah we'll just collab with Dolce and Gabbana on our wedding and it'll be fine despite the fact that they're horribly problematic So So are we. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's a match made in heaven. Like (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's truly it. I think the shocking part with me, so if people aren't familiar with Dolce and Gabbana, like Gabbana, sorry, I'm probably gonna get (laughs) I'm gonna get cancelled over that. A faux pas, but they are an Italian fashion house and extremely problematic. The two creators, especially I feel like Stefano Gabbana, which like honestly feels like a character in like the Lizzie McGuire. I know what a name. What a name. When I thought when I said that out loud when I was typing this out, I was like, what the fuck? Like, like that can't be right. That can't, yeah, can't I like right. triple check. Um, like he has said that IVF babies are like synthetic children, which like the Kardashians Crazy have <laughs> used IVF. I know, I was like, what? Oh. Like Okay, and then has used like racist motifs in their designs. You can find all of this online. It's literally on their Wikipedia page <laughs> under like the controversy. I like, love. I'm like, obsessed with whatever like celebrity organization. Anything you scroll down, you see controversy. You're like, yes, it's gonna be good. That will be good. Yes, I I really do just like scroll down to that. <laughs> like, That's all you need to know. <laughs> personal life and controversies yeah and I don't know I always tie it back to like Kim like this week on the Kardashians Hulu show was diving into her work with prison reform in the American justice system and then in the same breath her family's partnering with this fashion house who perpetuates racist like stereotypes etc so it's just this this irony that I don't know, keeps me going, I guess. <laughs> like, keeps this podcast Running. in business. Yeah, like, yeah. amen for that. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But they ha- they have received backlash, but again, it'll blow, off, oh, blow over in, like, always. a few weeks. Yeah, you know, like, they're Teflon. Nothing sticks to them. And I mean, like, no, I think, like, just, like, with them, no matter what, they just want people talking about them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they care if it's good or bad, necessarily. They're like, as long as our names are in people's <laughs> mouths. And they will be constantly. And it's like, like, I don't even, like, I, it's been a while since I've, like, like literally kept up with the Kardashians in any like real way. Like I used to watch Keeping Up. I used to watch like Chloe and Lamar. Like there was a period oh, yes. of time where I was yes. very into them. Um, yes. Haven't done so recently, but I feel like they will always come up in conversation. Like my mom and I will talk about the Kardashians for like 
20 minutes and it's like how did we even get on this topic it's like everything goes back to that it does yes I don't want to I just like can't avoid it (laughs) I know I know I I feel the same way do you think that this because again Dolce and Gabbana has had kind of this backlash do you think that this was one of their ways to like the Kardashians get like free designer clothes and like tons of looks from like the archives and stuff and then they get to rehab their image like do you think it was just like a match made in controversy (laughs) heaven (laughs) it feels like it yeah it really does it feels like kind of the perfect pairing actually yeah (laughs) it's because I feel like both things are such a big force of their own so I feel like nothing will really ever come of any controversy with either of them so it's if they band together it's like rehabbing everyone's image at the same time exactly and I feel like Dolce & Gabbana had already been kind of like warming their way back in to like I don't know not the zeitgeist necessarily but like they've been dressing more and more celebs for events recently and kind of trying to be like no like we're we're good we're relevant we're good and I feel like this is just kind of like the cherry on that like cake or whatever being like the Kardashians yeah (laughs) and like their wedding like that's the other thing it's like it's yeah not just like the academy awards or something or even the met like it's the their fucking wedding so wild the other point that um i want to say m yeah mj Corey. sometimes i always get her confused i feel like i've said this on the pod but like mj the grandma i'm like i'm I'm talking about like the therapist slash like influencer (laughs) like slash like academic not um Chris Jenner's mom <laughs> like but she was kind of making comparisons of like the divorce between Kim and Kanye being like a weirdly sponsored by Balenciaga and then like the wedding is now sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana so like do you see more of these like partnerships happening with other celebs of these like major events where they know they're going to get photographed and everything's going to be detailed yeah, I think it's, like, inevitable at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your favorite look from the weekend, Zoe? I actually really liked her veil. Even as, like, it, it was kind of tacky, but it was, like, tacky in a fun way where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's kind of cute. So I really liked the veil. I thought that was really good. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, Catholicism in general is kind of tacky. And, like, I can say that <laughs> as somebody who grew up, like, Catholic adjacent. So it's, like, I appreciate that, like, kind of, like, the over-the-top, like, gaudiness of it. But, yeah, just, like, there weren't really, like, a lot of looks to choose from in terms of, like, what my favorites <laughs> were. Like, I was really, like, I was, like, looking through all the pictures and I was, like, okay, like, come on. Like, there's got to be one. <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree that the veil was like the star of the show. I do think we're gonna see like a swing from like minimalism coming from like literally like the tackiest person in the world. Like, I'm wearing like a bedazzled, like juicy couture sweatsuit right now. Like, I am no one like, to like turn my nose up at tackiness. We love it. Yeah, like, I'm like from like the least stylish person. Like, I do feel like we are seeing like a swing from minimalism to this like, over the top maximalism which they're just like again kind of dictating those trends but the veil was my favorite part it was inspired by travis's like skull tattoo (laughs) that's such a that's such a choice (laughs) 
<laughs> Everything about that. Having a skull tattoo, first of all, that's a choice. Modeling your veil after said tattoo, it's all bold. <laughs> It's bold. extremely bold. It was just like weird because you, when you look really closely, you're like, oh, that's like the actual shape of his head on the veil. <laughs> like, it's also like, I don't fuck? think I would have noticed that if no. they didn't say no. it. Just like, it's just like a lot of ink. I don't think I ever really was like, what's on his skull? Let me get a closer look. I kind of wish they didn't tell us yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of takes a little bit away from it. Yeah. <laughs> a little it's bit. Really tough. It really does. What about the short look dress? Like that's, or I was going to say Chloe. That's Courtney's like full look now. All three weddings or whatever. All all of her dresses, even at the reception and stuff, were all short. It just feels to me, it's like the MGK <laughs> Megan Fox of it all, where I just feel like a lot of people are like playing dress up. <laughs> that's what it kind of feels yeah. like. It's like, oh, what would be like edgy? Let me wear a shorter dress. That's the vibe I get from it. Yeah, I thought like the short dress was cute when they did their little thing in Vegas. Yes. So I was like, okay, like little like chapel wedding. That's fun. And then she did it again. And then like, I thought for like the like real wedding, I was like, okay, she's gonna like come out dressed to the nines and some like gorgeous, like long wedding dress. And then she didn't. And I was like, okay, like short go off again. queen. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You do you, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I could have bet on that for sure too. I was talking to a listener and we were both saying that it was like shocking for us, but then when we really thought about it, it's like they wear ball gowns all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's like not super special for them. So I'm like, I you could do that, like wear a short dress because it's like, well, next week I could be in like a couture gown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was very House of Gucci, like the sunglasses, the veils and like headscarves and headpieces and the gloves and like that weird silhouette that like Kendall was wearing that I'm like, I don't know. I I don't know. That's all I have to say. (laughs) It felt too much like a theme party to Mm. me. Like Mm. it felt almost like Met Gala-esque where it's just like, here's the theme for the night and everybody has to stick to it. And it was like, it just felt a little costumey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. And when like the table settings and all of the, uh, like the event itself was in that theme too. It was just, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really in your face. Nothing was subtle about anything. Yeah. No, no. Like Chloe's headpiece. Oh like... yeah. That, I mean, like the headpiece was kind of nice, I guess, but I'm also mm-hmm. like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot. Like I'm like, no one is seen. Like if someone's seated behind you, they're just not watching the ceremony. She's the like, shortest person in the room. Literally. Yeah, because she's already so tall. I was gonna say, yeah, she's like the tallest out of all of them. She towers over them and she's like, let me just wear this giant like headpiece. The whole time I was just thinking like her fucking headache that she's yes. like enduring. Their commitment, like I will say, their commitment to like the look is something I just don't have. Oh, no, no, definitely not. Within me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. As seen. I admire it, like, but I cannot relate. No, no. I really can't. Like, I wore sandals to, like, a night market this weekend, and I was like, I am brave. <laughs> like, I am like, strong. Yeah, I am important. Because I didn't wear like sneakers. Like it was it's really sad. No, me wearing leggings every single day, talking about what the Kardashians wore to a wedding. Like literally holes in my pants. And I'm like, anyways, it was tacky. 
I'm in a full gray suit, like no bra. So I get that. Okay, but that was like another piece that I found really interesting because we saw so much content. At some point, there was someone live from like on TikTok from the wedding, just like streaming. Like, and I was tuning in. Like, of course, you have to. Yeah, but like it's so different from like Kim's where we was like obviously no cameras Mm -hmm. and shit like that but this was just like a fucking (laughs) free-for-all like it's it was so weird just to get it in real time it's so bizarre I mean like I guess on one hand I kind of expect nothing less from them at this point and especially like the Travis and Courtney relationship has been so highly publicized Mm -hmm. since like the beginning it's like well I guess it makes sense that people are just live streaming from your (laughs) wedding Like, what a world we live in. <laughs> it reminds me of the, was it Tana Mojo and Paul, one of the Paul Jake brothers? Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Their wedding being like the an wedding. event. <laughs> yeah, like you can pay $50 yeah. to watch the live stream. I'm not joking. I considered it. Oh, no, very much <laughs> us <same>. too. Yeah. <laughs> us too. There was a conversation. Like, it trickle down <laughs> to us eventually, so we just got to sit back and yeah. wait. <laughs> that was a low point in my life. Like... I was really like 50 US dollars yeah. and I was like these hands <laughs> waiting no like there was serious contemplation yeah. yeah yeah oh my god so dark um okay the other the last thing I kind of wanted to to chat about was like there's been so much discourse about who wasn't there online like people were shocked that Scott wasn't there <laughs> That makes, like not even an ounce of sense. I'm obsessed with that. Like, I just, I want to, like, like walk me through that. You know, like, people are really shocked that he's not there. It's like, what part of that is shocking to you? That, like, her ex, like, not even, like, ex-husband, just, like, ex-boyfriend, like, long-term boyfriend, wasn't at the marriage, like, at the wedding of her now husband. Like, what is weird about that? Well, it would be weird if he was there. Yeah, like, I... Yes, <laughs> yes. It was, but, like, I saw multiple tweets and, like, articles about it. Sometimes I think people just want to discourse for the sake of having discourse. Yeah. They're like, my point. <laughs> Let me bring this to the table. And it's like, okay, maybe think it through for a like, second. wow, isn't that crazy? It's like, not really. Not, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not even a little bit. Someone I thought that was crazy, like, that wasn't there, that is crazy, is Addison Ray Because... Her relationship and, like, friendship with Courtney has been just, like, the only thing that she had going for, like, two years. It's so weird. That's still so weird to me. Like, as two people who watched, who (laughs) sat through (laughs) He's All That (laughs) and sat through Courtney's painful cameo in that film, I am shocked that Addison wasn't at the wedding. You don't go through a filmmaking experience like that together (laughs) and then not go to the wedding. throw it all away. (laughs) 100% 100% I was like oh maybe she had another commitment and then I saw like a paparazzi picture of her at Century City Mall I was so like she was booked and it was more important yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like, I was like okay interesting Corey Gamble Chris Jenner's partner wasn't there Pete Davidson wasn't there but he was closing out his time at SNL and then Tristan Thompson uh Chloe's ex also wasn't there <laughs> So that was probably for the best. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah, everybody for everyone involved. I think so. Okay, moving on. We wanted to talk about, we had, we were on the same wavelength when we were putting this outline together. Um, John Mulaney, 
who I don't think I've talked about on this podcast since the rehab baby scandal. Scandal. Scandal, which like, yeah. Okay. So this just all like tracks seriously. So John Mulaney was doing a show in, I think Columbus, Ohio. He invited Dave Chappelle onto stage to do like a small set. The audience didn't know, like it seemed like it was kind of spontaneous. Dave Chappelle, known transphobe, made more transphobic jokes shocking um if people aren't familiar he um said trans women aren't real women in his netflix special which was supported by netflix like the ceo was like well it's free speech so he can say that i'll just leave that there um there was no footage because i think it was like maybe like a taping or something where people couldn't have their phones but lots of queer and trans audience members were rightfully expressing their outrage and concerns on Twitter afterwards. So, yeah, what do you think about this whole situation? I think we're just, like, witnessing John Mulaney's, like, descent into, like, chaotic evil. Like, he's just, he started at being, like, such, like, a wholesome comedian. It was just, like, a lot of people were, like, oh, the small boyification of him. And then... (laughs) It's just, we've watched it just go completely off the rails, like just full goblin mode. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like we should have seen this coming because I feel like lots of, yeah, like soft left-leaning white boys are like this. It's just, it's never good. It's never good. We don't learn. Yeah. We don't learn. It happens every time. The saddest part was, like, the audience was laughing at all of the jokes. And it was, like, 12,000 people. And just thinking about how gross that is, how unsafe that is for folks that were there. And apparently, I haven't checked today, but when I wrote this last night, he hadn't, like, made a statement or anything. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything. No. Unless something has come out, like, while (laughs) we're recording this. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, knowing this podcast, that's happened Always. because every time I record and then go on my phone, it's like, oh, breaking news. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> we'll hang up and then it will pop <laughs> yeah. up instantly. Yeah. Literally. Um, yeah. Where does John Mulaney go from here? Like, I really do think he is, yeah, losing the plot line real quick. I just think like Zoe and I were having this conversation the other day and it's like, I just am so curious. I'm like, has he always been like this? And he was just really good at hiding it before. Mm -hmm. And now that like his public image was already kind of like taking a beating with like the rehab baby of it all, (laughs) that he's just like, you know what? Like, let me just go like balls to the wall, fully lean into it. And it's like, yeah, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) It's like, all right. (laughs) I don't think he can get back the audience that he had before all of this. I think if he's moving forward it's with an entirely new set of people and I think it's going to be like an entirely new brand of comedy which I don't think is like true to where he started like I think it's gonna go places we don't want to see it go yeah I feel like because his brand literally used to be like I love my wife like literally (laughs) he was a wife guy he was a wife guy like that was his brand like he has like a whole bit on it and now I just feel like he's like 
really entering like I hate my wife yeah. territory like that typical like straight male quote-unquote comedy where it's just like oh the old ball and chain it's like yeah, why do you yeah. hate your wife so much why is yeah. that funny to you no, so. I know oh my god yeah that's actually like a really good point of like the new audience thing because that's what Dave Chappelle is doing that's what Louis CK is doing like there is blueprints for him to do that so why like wouldn't he it's just it's so insane to me to like fully just like blindside your audience during a show like I'm sure most of the people there wouldn't have willingly given money (laughs) to see Dave Chappelle like especially now and it's like I saw so many tweets like the day it happened from trans and queer people in the audience being like great I had to sit around like the row in front of me and the row behind me laughing at a joke about my existence and I had to sit there quietly scared for my life and it's like that's not that's not what you want from a comedy show like you shouldn't feel unsafe going to see someone you like paid to see yeah that's horrible yeah so gross and yeah like what do you do do you try to leave is that gonna like put you in an unsafer situation like yeah it's all around gross and I hope that it doesn't I'm sure it will because it's the fucking news cycle but like I hope it doesn't get like swept under the rug um and yeah that they're like held accountable (laughs) time will tell (laughs) (laughs) only time will tell the next person I wanted to talk to you talk to you about is Halsey (laughs) yes (laughs) which I like straight up don't think I've ever talked about Halsey on this podcast I love that I love that we're just like we're the here first. For we we have such a long and complicated history with all 17 black I think you mean because <laughs> there's two people who were like very um on tumblr during like our one direction era like we're all too familiar with Halsey yeah. yes <laughs> we know yeah yeah we know her. I'm like literally can I name a Halsey song the hailer song <laughs> <laughs> That's my number one. That's the number one. <laughs> Unreleased the only Taylor one. song. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's the only one. with the one. chain smokers? Oh, yeah. Other people we wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup? Yeah, truly. <laughs> people, like, honestly. Any honestly. two men on the street could be <laughs> chain smokers. We're like, sure, maybe. <laughs> could be. Oh, my God. So it, this is like, I feel like an interesting concept, but Halsey posted a TikTok being like, I have new music. And I'm pretty sure the background was like the new song. And then she was like, but my record label like won't let me um, release it. They want like a viral TikTok moment, like blow this up and like I'll release it or whatever. But then Claire Perker from the Celebrity Memoir Book Club podcast, like stitched this video and Someone else on TikTok or on Twitter, I'm going to get their handle because I do want to give them credit. At Allure Gaga. Ooh. <laughs> at, or, at Allure Gaga 2. Not um, one, it was, two. Yeah, like, it was taken. Maybe this is like their backup account. Like, at Allure Gaga 1 was like taken down for reasons <laughs> we won't get into. But. They posted, like, four examples of other celebs doing this, basically throwing the music label under the bus, possibly being, like, fake, like, kind of, like, baiting their audience into giving them views and to make a 
viral moment before their song is released like is this actually like a new marketing strategy I think it has to be it feels so like it's it feels like you'll get so much attention like faking outrage for something your record label is doing to you that it's like is this the ploy? <laughs> like, do you want us all to watch this video of you and go, oh my God, poor Halsey. And then we're watching the song. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what it is. It has to be. <laughs> I did see though, today on the way here that Charlie XCX had tweeted in regards to that and was like, not me though. I just like to lie for fun. <laughs> she made a similar video, but yeah. then was like, I'm yes. just lying. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, because it was uh, Charlie XCX Halsey, FK Twigs, and then um, who's this other person? I think it was Florence from Florence. And the oh, Shows. yes. Yeah. yeah I Florence. couldn't think of like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking weird, but Halsey seemed like expe- especially <laughs> fake. Yes. But, but again, like, if you're not like critically thinking about it, you would just like scroll and be like, oh, that sucks. And then like move on. Or if you're like a diehard Halsey yeah. fan, the stands are jumping <laughs> to her defense. Imagine being a diehard Halsey fan. I just like don't know <laughs> how they exist. Like, like it feels it feels fake. Yeah, it does feel no, like if, yeah. no, okay, if there was ever an industry plant, like it is Halsey. <laughs> yes, yes. She reminds me of like Rita Ora of like you're everywhere, but also Ow. like <laughs> Like, how are you everywhere? Rita Ora. Oh my like, God. I can't, I also cannot name a Rita Ora song. No, no but see, I can. I went through a huge Rita Ora phase in university. Like, <laughs> what one person, whatever her stands are called, that was me. If Rita Ora has <laughs> one, one fan, I am one of them. <laughs> What's your like squad? Like, it's like the, your army, like the Rihanna Navy, like, What's Rita the Ora? little monsters, yeah. Like, yeah. What are Rita Ora stands called? They're just called Logan because I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah. They're like Oranators or something. I, no, like or- I honestly or- think it is something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, but I do think so. Yeah, I think this is a new marketing tactic, which again is just like, of course, preying on the poor consumer. But I also do think a lot of music is changing to be like more like shorter in length and viral lyrics what what do you two think about it? you cover music where I'm like out of my depth here I'm like what, what, like <laughs> we cover you do cover music <laughs> we cover five sauce because we're mentally ill yeah. and that's like that's all that fucking matters <laughs> like, like that's there's it. no one else you don't have to cover anyone else <laughs> just yeah I feel like especially the Halsey of it all like playing the song in the background I feel like that's going to be a lot of their marketing ploys going forward it's like oh this video I'm just doing something but my song is playing in the background or like yeah, little things like that like Stitch singing my song <laughs> well and it's like I feel like there are so many songs that like I've only heard on t- like um Lizzo's new song about damn time about yeah. time whatever it's called yeah about downtime <laughs> like, yeah. <let's> <laughs> yeah. like, that's the thing 
thing. It's just like people come up with these dances and it goes viral. And then the next thing you know, there's like 17,000 videos on my For You page with like this one clip of the song. I had not heard the song in its entirety until like two days yeah. ago. But I, I haven't still. But I felt like I was like, oh, I know the song. <laughs> there's um, a Sirius XM station that's all TikTok. Like it's just songs that are oh featured God. on TikTok. And that to me just tells you like everything you need to know about the way music is going. Like yeah. the fact that there is enough for there to be a station that plays like 24 seven. How? That's insane. <laughs> That's so wild to me. I like feel like I've heard one of those songs like say at the mall or whatever. And I'm like singing the part that I know. And then all of a sudden it's like Blank. the <laughs> next verse. And I'm like. I've never heard this. It's like, oh, this keeps going. It was five seconds. So weird. Oh my god, the world is so fucking weird right now. Like, I feel like just if if someone from like twenty years ago heard the sentences we just said, they would be like, they would be like, what are you talking about? It's so insane. And I feel like TikTok has like convinced me I like music. Yes. That I don't actually like. Like again, I've had this conversation with Zoe before but like TikTok convinced me that I like Jack Harlow because the songs the songs of his that I heard on TikTok are like catchy and I was like oh I like these and then I made the mistake of listening to his new album and I was like oh maybe I don't like Jack Harlow (laughs) I was wrong and I can admit it like my bad there was that's so funny there has been yeah like three weeks when first class went viral on tiktok that i was like a stan Mm -hmm. and now i like fucking hate him (laughs) so much like i hate him so much yeah like i was like oh he's like super cute and like flirty and fun and like so which like i guess but then i was like no he's so fucking like generic yes (laughs) but i listened to his album like let me tell you like i don't even think so, like, I listened to Taylor Swift's album, like, the day it gets released. I didn't even listen to Harry's House, which we're going to talk about next. But I listened to fucking Jack Carlos. Like, literally, like, it was a priority for like, me. Wait, I was like, it's out. Drop everything. <laughs> Gotta listen to the new Jack Harlow. And I was, it was, like, the most forgettable album I've ever listened to in my life. I liked one song. Like, I saved it on my Spotify, <laughs> and that's it. And it wasn't first class. It was, like, another one. But I listened to it. Um, this weekend and I was like oh yeah I forgot that this happened <laughs> like, like oh I blacked that entire album like music is supposed to like move you and I like literally just like it moved you for- onto someone else's album to just forget that like, I forgot that it existed like straight up so but yeah 100% TikTok convinces me of a lot of things like mm-hmm. I don't know if you're on the like ADHD like yeah. oh, big time. oh like I'm neurodivergent oh, yes like, apparently now yes. like everything I do I'm like oh yeah that's ADHD or autism mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, yes. every day yeah. every day <laughs> every fucking day it's and it's just like so the most weird. basic things it's like oh you put your dishes in the sink ADHD <laughs> yeah. it's like what <laughs> Isn't everyone doing that? Right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, okay, hey, this is like a stretch. Because you're right. It's like the most mundane. mundane thing. It's like, do you shower before bed? <laughs> like, you clearly have like sensory I'm issues. Like, ADHD. Like, yeah. I guess I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So weird. Like, I know that it actually has been helpful for some of my friends, but like, I have also just convinced myself. I have all of <laughs> Freedom. This. 
everything yeah. possible <laughs> every disorder yeah. every sort of ailment yeah, yeah. people <laughs> yeah. come on i'm like yeah got, got them all <laughs> got it got Set. it <laughs> okay speaking of music harry's house came out this weekend what are your hot takes I really wanted to not like it. I feel like I've been having like personal beef with Harry yeah, we, recently. Yeah, we have a vendetta. Why? Now. Oh my god! Okay, spill the tea. Okay, so like our close personal friend Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, I just feel like okay. So this this is literally just like a personal vendetta oh, that we have. Like this, like no one cares about this. I like only problem. have personal vendettas. It's okay. Like you don't have to explain it. You're on so, ready to be ready. Like, <laughs> you know what? This yeah, this is us being petty. So like yeah. before the pandemic, like literally like the week before COVID like all, shut the world down, hits. we got tickets to Harry Ween, which was the supposed to be title for a concert of all which time. Which is supposed to be like Harry Styles like two night Halloween theme show at Madison Square Garden in New York. We were like, you know what? Like let's be crazy. We'll like go to New York for a few days. Dress up. Dress up. It'll be so great. Then the pandemic hit and it was like LOL, everything's been <laughs> shut down. Everything's been rescheduled. So it got postponed to 2021. And so we're like, well surely by then the world will be in a better place and we can go. Narrator. <laughs> yeah. <wrong>. Like <laughs> LOL. <laughs> so then like we get to like end of summer 2021, beginning of fall and the world is not in a better place. We thought maybe briefly it would be, and then it was it very felt much not. Hopeful for like a second. We had a second of hope. Yeah. And so yeah. we're like, okay, well, like surely he'll postpone it again because like there is still very much like a pandemic ravaging the world <laughs> right now. Um, and then he just like didn't postpone it. And we're like, um, okay, well, I don't know if we're like down to just like fly to New York and like be in like a room of like 30,000 people yeah. or whatever. That's, I don't know how many. It's probably way more than that. Yeah, it's probably literally way more than that. But we're, so anyway, we basically had to like make the executive decision, the like responsible adult decision to Gross. not go, and it was deeply painful, and I didn't appreciate it. So that was strike number one for Harold. Yeah. Actually, maybe strike number one was the whole Olivia Wilde of it all, and like yes, I just I, it's not that I yeah, it's not that I don't like them together. It's just that like I love Jason Sudeikis, and so seeing him heartbroken over Olivia Wilde was like a hard pill to swallow <laughs> again personal yeah. vendetta and I blame Harry for that yes it's his fault yeah so we've yeah, just been yeah. like feuding with him for like yeah. two years it's just <laughs> sort of, like it's very one-sided but it mm-hmm. runs deep, it runs deep. <laughs> and oh. we're angry and then he just like canceled all of the like Canadian <sighs> dates for his love on tour tour yes <laughs> yes like, okay. I know I don't think he's coming anywhere like he's not coming to Toronto he finally he finally oh, okay. added dates he's coming to Toronto for two nights those are literally the only Canadian shows that but he's in playing. comparison to how many is Madison Square Garden oh yeah he's playing 15 nights in a row at Madison Square Garden he's playing 10 nights in a row in LA and then like five nights in like Chicago or something like that and then Toronto which apparently equates to all of Canada gets yeah it always does it's it's Toronto or Vancouver gets yeah two nights wow that is so shitty I didn't really follow that but yeah now I remember he did do it because he was dressed up as Dorothy yes yeah so that's the show that you would have been at Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I'm glad you made that decision though like Truly, that is the right decision. Yeah. But yeah, that's brutal. Because we can like control what we're doing, right? But like, if we go there, like the people around us could not be wearing their mask properly or like at all. So it's like, 
I don't know if it's like worth the risk as much as we wanted to go. I was like, fine, Harry. Yeah. I guess we'll see you another time. Okay. You win this round. But yeah, so all of that had kind of made me like mad at him. (laughs) This person who doesn't know me. Um, So I really wanted to not like the album just on principle. I was like, I'm over it. (laughs) I'm over my Harry Styles era. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because the album's really good. (laughs) Called right back in. It's like very different from both the first and second albums of his but it's like it's really fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's yes so much fun funky yeah funky Funky. it's very funky and like you're right it's it is very different but I'm like happy about that I haven't actually listened to the whole thing I've listened to maybe like 60 percent I was planning on doing it before this recording but then it just I was listening to that one Jack Harlow song like I guess like I don't know (laughs) but what I have listened to it's really good speaking of Olivia Wilde yeah there was rumors like two days ago that she could be pregnant we were seeing so many tweets but like people reacting to the rumor but I couldn't find like the source of the rumor like it was just like someone decided (laughs) oh you got it yes okay I'll send you I have the picture which is like it's always like fucked up like I never because then you look at the picture and then you're like yeah like scanning someone's like entire body like the whole process is I I don't feel good about it I just will say that but yeah I saw the picture and I was like she could be literally wearing a baggy t-shirt like right it's always just like a woman existing yeah it's like oh my god she's pregnant I know slight tummy (laughs) yeah there was like no definitive I was like oh she's like literally just wearing like a a t-shirt with some like mom jeans but like sounds the alarm (laughs) yeah she's like leaning against a wall um yeah like slightly stooped over and people are like (laughs) death pregnant (laughs) like there's no other there could be no other reason (laughs) yeah Yeah, god forbid her posture isn't perfect (laughs) pregnant she's slouching yeah god forbid she wants to like live in some comfy clothes and can't do it yeah so yeah but it would be like really interesting if if she actually was pregnant um I still, like, feel like their relationship is fake. It does feel very put on. And then I'm like, are we, like, larrying the situation? <laughs> like, are we like, okay, she's not real. It's actually what Eleanor is Eleanor actually. And Tina. Tina. <laughs> I know, but I'm such a Larry truther. I feel like there's a lot of evidence that can't be denied. It can't be. It's like the Kaler and, like... Swift Gron, like Very that. it's as legitimate as those theories. Absolutely. Like they're fact for me. So <laughs> that's just true. I don't I don't even call them theories. <laughs> but then I'm like, maybe why I think it's fake is because the only pictures we see of them together are usually like where they're wearing sponsored yeah. their own branded clothes or they're at like Olivia, like something for Olivia's work. Yeah. Or his concerts. Oh, and she's yeah. dancing. The dancing. Yeah. I, I've never gotten the ick quicker in my life than watching her do her a grown dance. woman dance in a pit of teenage girls to her boyfriend. Yeah, oh. it was so cringy. And like, for someone who's like so fucking cool, I'm like, I didn't know it could be this cringy. Yes. Like, everyone's embarrassing. It's painful. I pulled some lyrics from the songs I did listen to. <laughs> Obviously, as it was is like the lead single from the album 
um, some of the lyrics from this song. I don't want to talk. About, I'm not going to sing it, by the way. I'm going to I'm going to like spoken word it. It's <laughs> like I've sung way too much on this podcast. No one no one needs to hear that again. Um, I don't want to talk about the way that it was leave America. Two kids follow her. I don't want to talk about who's doing it first. Like, I don't feel like it that can't pointed. be not interpreted. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's not not Olivia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just too on the nose to be anything else. But it's exactly like it. it's like, mm, are we doing that? <laughs> just come out and say it. Just you know? say it. <laughs> yeah, because there are lyrics like he had that big interview with Zane Lowe, and he was like, "Oh, some of these lyrics I pulled from." like friends experiences and stuff like that it was very like taylor with her folklore album but like this i was like she has two kids she's from the u.s jason sudeikis like we yeah, can put your two daddy, together your daddy lives yeah. at home alone or whatever it was yeah it's like okay harry you already <laughs> took the man's wife like let's he's already dead in. like let's just take it down just the kick him while he's down yeah, like Targeted. Oh, Fucking brutal. Brutal. The other one that I was thinking about in cinema, I just think you're cool. I dig your cinema. And obviously, Olivia Wilde uh, directs movies. The song is so good. Oh, and it's awesome. so, like, sexy. And yeah. it's like, I just can't. I don't want to think about it. Such... That it's about Olivia. Yeah. yeah. It was so hard to listen to the album, like, knowing. I was like, oh, God knowing damn it. <laughs> can't be the same that's so true though because you're like i don't want okay sorry for bringing up taylor again i I don't like i'm in a mood i guess but like but like that was like with joe alwyn i was like these can't be about him like like, i I just don't like the arrested development her but i guess possibly it is oh who would you like pair harry up with if if him and Olivia broke up? Fantastic question. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm such a Larry Shipper. Uh, I feel like we actually talk a lot about who Harry dates because we're just like, it's just so boring mm-hmm. it's just like oh you're with a model like how how cool of Good you. For you so just I don't know yeah I'd like to see him like shake things up and yeah. like not date like a, a blonde model a tall blonde thin model yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know who I would specifically yeah other than Louis. Like, <laughs> I don't know who I would want him with but I don't know the Olivia thing it just it never never resonated with me no definitely not Harry and his older women it's just a yes yes running theme theme. yeah yeah 100% I listened to this podcast about a bachelor contestant can't remember her name but she went on a date with Harry when he was like still in the band he was 20 like this was a while ago and yeah she was older and I think we've kind of put him on a pedestal I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put it out there I, yeah I think we've kind of put him on a little bit of a pedestal mm-hmm. big time yeah and like I'm guilty of that for sure too but yeah the story I was like oh this 
He sounds so fucking normal. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, so fucking normal. Celebrities. They're just like us. They're just like us. They're just, yeah. Okay, we are now at the part of the show where our guests nominate a pettyweight champion of the week, who is someone in the media who did something petty, and we enjoyed it. Who are you folks nominating today? Okay, we're nominating um, makeup artist Bobby Brown because there was... Oh my god, just wait. If you're bringing up what I think you're bringing up, I'm so fucking happy. (laughs) So... Again, we are very entrenched in the world of TikTok. Um, and there's this TikToker, I think her name's Meredith. Yeah, I could be I can't wrong. I think of the last name, but it's definitely Meredith. Um, and she is like, I think like a self-proclaimed makeup artist. Like, I don't know if she has any sort of like formal training, but that's fine. She does these like fun little makeup TikToks and that's great. Um, and she was using this new product from Bobby Brown's like new line called Jones Road or something like that. And it's like this little like foundation bomb sort of thing. Meant to be like bomb <laughs> being the keyword. <laughs> meant to be like very yeah. light coverage, you know, just kind of like your skin, but better. And this Meredith girl like literally like scoops her hand <laughs> into the product and like smears it on her face. And then is like, mm, it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> And then it's trying to spread it with the brushes and sponges too. And it's like, she put it on thicker than you would even put on like a mud mask. Like it was just like, (laughs) even for something you're supposed to put a lot of on your face. Like, no, it was, that was too much. It's like the scene in Mrs. Doubtfire when he like puts the pie on his face and then like, it was like that level of like product on her face. Like it's not, and then like, it's not rubbing in. (laughs) And then it's like an oil-based product, I think. And she's using like a sponge that's like been soaked in water. And she's like, it's like lifting off the foundation. (laughs) So anyway, like she got a lot of like flack for it. And everybody's just like, maybe try using the product properly before you just like tell your millions of followers that like it doesn't work and like it's terrible. Um, And then Bobby Brown herself. decided to clap back as the kids say <laughs> as the kids are calling and it. made a tiktok basically like mimicking meredith and like just put a bunch of it on her face and she's like hmm, it doesn't work <laughs> and i just thought that was so brilliant because so like i don't know it's just like you or tiktokers like that who do stuff just for like clicks which i mean like is everybody i guess but it's just like especially the makeup ones where they're like, let me just use like half a bottle of foundation on my face just to get people to click on the video. And that's like very much that Meredith person's like yes. MO. Like every single video that she has, it's just like, how much money are you spending on foundation is what I want to know. Cause it's like a squirt and it's like just the, like half the bottle on your face. It just you don't like, need it. You don't need so that much. No. So anyway, no. we stand Bobby Brown. <laughs> And, like, also, like, I didn't know that Bobby Brown was, like, an actual per. Like, I kind of just thought it was, like... Just the brand name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, that they had, like, passed because it's, like, a <laughs> really yes. old company or something yes. like that. So I was like, oh, you came out of the woodwork for yeah. this. Yeah. Like, love <laughs> that for you. made it so much better, too. It's like, I've mm-hmm. never seen you, I don't think. No, like, and then it's like, here you are to, like, speak directly. <laughs> like, it's not About like, this product. It's not like she's, like, Norvina from, like, Anastasia. Yeah. Beverly Hills who's like everywhere and like very on social media it's like Bobby Brown I think very much just like does her own thing keeps to herself but like even she was like let me get on TikTok for this one (laughs) yeah that is so iconic that's such a good nomination yeah it was so weird because you're right she like globbed it on her face like 
It was probably half the container. (laughs) Yeah, it was so wild. Did you two, like, ever use Maybelline Dream Map Mousse? A classic. (laughs) We've all been there. The horror that just, like, no, it was, like, a solemn, like. (laughs) An understanding. A trauma bond. (laughs) It was very much that vibe. And I was like, I think I'm going to stick to my, like, serum. Like, my, like, my tinted serum. I don't think I want to go back to um something that looks like Maybelline Dream Map Mousse but but yeah it was like it was absolutely ridiculous like in no way was that like a normal amount or like a normal video but the way that it dominated my for you page oh my god yeah it ruined my tiktok experience for like three days and I was like I'm not (laughs) I'm not watching the fucking videos I watched the initial one I watched the clap back and I think I watched like one other one and I'm like I'm quickly scrolling but like I got it yeah like not quick enough it was everywhere everywhere yeah it was like all anybody was talking about it's just like okay I mean like maybe there's something else going on I don't think we need everyone's like (laughs) stitch and duet on it like I think we got it and it's like at the end of the day like everybody's just kind of like regurgitating the same thought it's just like wow that was a crazy amount of product to use (laughs) Like yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> we yeah. all see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was like if you look at just like he said, if you look at her other videos, you can see that she puts yeah, like just an ungodly amount of foundation on her face, and like people are like, it's fake. Like she edits her video, like she clips them all together, she wipes them off before she like reveals the final look and stuff. I'm like. Fuck, it's not that serious. No, that would be so much work. Like, truly, to, like, put that amount. Yeah. Like, it's just too much. You're doing too much. (laughs) Way too much. I follow, like, a pretty small, like, they probably have, like, I guess, I don't know if, this is small in the sense of the word. Like, I don't have 20,000 followers on TikTok. I have zero. (laughs) But, like, I follow a makeup artist that has, like, 20,000. But, like, in the grand scheme of TikTok followers, that's very small. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, like, how he, like, overnighted some makeup to make a TikTok and, like, paid, like, 50 bucks in, like, express shipping. And I was like, how much money are you making off of this fucking app? Wow. It's wild to me. Or, like, this disposable income. Like, hi, I I haven't bought new makeup in years. (laughs) Like, Like, literally, even if I was, like, getting all things that I needed and the shipping in general was 50, I would be like, "Ah, I don't know. But yeah. it's like someone's making a snap decision to get something to them quicker. And it's like, anyways, I paid like $150 in duties. Oh my God, that's insane. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm the type of person that will like stock my card up for like 200 bucks and then it's like $6 shipping. And yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's too much. Just pushing it. Like, we have to draw the line can't. somewhere. Yeah. Like, and this is it. Like, yeah or like I paid for shipping on one item probably for the first time in like five years because it's like you can usually get free shipping on something and I was like this is like a hardship like like we've been through a lot and this is going to send me over the edge yeah like oh god oh my god so funny that is such a great nomination I think that's it anything else that you you two want to chat about before we wrap up oh my god I feel like we covered some really good ground today I think so (laughs) 
yes agreed so like kind of random topics if you put it like all together <laughs> but I guess that like that's just the news cycle yeah, honestly and that's like our bread and butter just like <laughs> putting together like random ass topics <laughs> yeah you're like John Mulaney I'm like sure let's throw it, throw it in with Get this Kardashian like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, can you tell the listeners where to find your podcast and like any other socials you want to plug? We're on things. <laughs> We're on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Potable, other places. It's a very weird world, this podcasting business. We don't know where we are, but if you're listening, Okay. we're there yeah, yeah we're on twitter and instagram and tiktok we've made four videos a grand oh total. i'll follow four videos at honestly pod and facebook.com slash honestly pod mm-hmm. and we have a website which is the honestly slash home <laughs> don't forget the slash don't home. forget the slash home because you will not get anywhere it will just be like error <laughs> error <laughs> go back <laughs> That is so funny. But your website is beautiful. Mm-hmm. All your graphics and stuff are really nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Thank Thanks you so much so for much. helping us. It was so fun. Welcome back anytime. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to come okay. on every week. We'll never leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with more topics about John Mulaney. Yeah. Five seconds of summer. We'll get them in there. We'll be your resident five sauce correspondents. <laughs> yeah, I do want to cover more five seconds of summer on this podcast. Like, truly. We're your guys. You just let us know. We'll be here. We'll be ready and waiting. Okay, I love that. I need to get into, like, five sauce, like, fanfic. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> oh, my God. So many things I got to do. I got to look up who Bobby Brown is. <laughs> find another jack harlow song yeah i need to need to look up a halsey song and then i need to look up some fanfic you're busy all in a day's work And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Zoe and Logan for joining me on today's episode. Before we close out, I'm just going to discuss Summer House, the two-part reunion a little bit. Um, Just because I covered season six a lot and at Jackie Monstream asked for my thoughts. So here they are. I think I put this on Twitter too and it again is kind of already like passe but I think it was like absolutely disgusting how um especially the women it seemed like Paige and Sierra specifically and Amanda sorry Paige Sierra and Amanda were weaponizing Lindsay's miscarriage as a reason that she can't have casual sex with fucking randos and I was shocked and appalled at this behavior uh, especially in today's climate uh, where uh, the right to choose is like in peril especially in the United States where these folks are from where um, this show is filmed so it was just so so gross just because you have a miscarriage like you doesn't mean you have to like stop being a sexual person it also doesn't mean like we don't process trauma the same and I think it's so unfair just the way that they were treating her I have mentioned this before but I work in violence prevention and one thing that we talk about a lot is like there's no perfect victim and I know that this isn't 
um, like she wasn't abused or assaulted or anything like that. But the concept still holds true where something traumatic happens to you and your response might not be what you know is kind of even portrayed in the media or what a person might expect so you might expect crying but some people might laugh some people might shut down some people might like disassociate some people might want to carry their lives on like nothing happened people process things in on different timelines and just because you might react to something differently or expect the person to react differently doesn't mean that that's going to happen and sometimes we don't know how we're going to respond um until something happens traumatic like something traumatic happens um that's because you know like our limbic brain our reptilian brain takes over and you know like our executive functioning kind of gets put on the back burner and yeah I like I don't know what they expected from her to be like mourning or to like not want to have sex with people or I have no idea so here's the thing I think that people can also when they're affected by trauma engage in risky behavior which can be like maybe a form of self-harm or a coping mechanism or like punishing themselves or something like that So when it is different from their like baseline behavior, someone's baseline behavior, so say like, I don't know, maybe they don't hook up with randos and then all of a sudden they're like having sex a lot or whatever and you're like, oh, this is like kind of out of the norm. Maybe you check in with them, but when it's not any different than how we've seen Lindsay for the past six summers, it's fucking rude to continuously ask her how she's doing and I think that a lot of people, like, I don't know, if, if people say that they're fine, I, I think you should just take it at face value. It either means they don't want to talk about it with you. Maybe you're an unsafe person, like fucking Paige and Amanda, or maybe they don't want to talk about it at this moment. Yeah, or maybe they haven't processed it themselves. I don't know. But, like, I just think that you should take that at face value. And it was so annoying that they just couldn't understand that she was okay um and she said like I have coping strategies I'm in therapy I've decided to take this summer and I'm choosing to do what I want which is have a uh I forget what she called it like whatever version of hot girl summer um she was choosing so it's like she is saying exactly how she's coping and you're still not taking it for what it is. So that was just really annoying to me. I think it really stood out in this reunion that Paige is a fucking mean girl. Uh, Lindsay is definitely not perfect. Um, she, um, I think, can be a little inconsiderate of other people's feelings. But it doesn't mean she can't sleep around and... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's all been kind of said. I think that Paige honestly is jealous that Carl and Lindsay are the it couple of Bravo right now when I think she thinks it should be her and Craig and that's just never gonna happen. Um, The other things from part one that stood out to me, how just Luke is literally non-existent. Um, In the COVID season of Summer House, I was really starting to enjoy 
Luke. Not that I didn't enjoy him in season four either, but yeah, it was just so sad at how little he was shown on this season and then like how he like didn't talk in the finale. Same goes with Alex, but I feel like he's just not made for TV, which it's like we know Luke can make good TV. We're just not really seeing it. Um, The conversation with Danielle and Sierra super sad um obviously it is hard to hear like that Sierra didn't reach out to Danielle when this aired or like when they had finished taping but Sierra is also new to the tv show and like how it all works and well I guess I don't know maybe that's not true she has filmed another season of Summer House and Winter House but like I feel like sometimes you just like don't know what the (laughs) I'm assuming I'm talking like I've I've been on tv I feel like I wouldn't know what the etiquette is when you're done filming the TV show of like, do I reach out to this person? But we're not really friends, but we're coworkers. And I did something that I should apologize for and want to apologize for. But like, what's the move here? And Paige and Amanda are probably in our ear being like, you don't have to do anything and save it for the reunion and like all that shit. So yeah, that, that was just kind of my thoughts. Carl's dick size. <laughs> okay, so I don't think that... Yeah, I think it was like unseen footage. He was like, I have a six inch dick. Sorry, I don't, I I started talking about this and I was like, why the fuck am I talking about this? Um, Did anyone, did he say seven or six? I don't know. I didn't write it down. Did anyone else pull out a ruler and be like, is that like abnormally large? But I like feel like that's, it's actually like pretty standard. So, okay. And then Austin, I feel like he is just, the grossest human being apparently he told Maya that she belongs less in the summer house than he does when she was like literally why are you here when he was being like such a fucking jerk off to Sierra um I just feel like that's really racially motivated and fucking gross and I don't get his appeal at all And I'm just sad we didn't get to see, yeah, Sierra, like, ream him out or, like, literally anybody else uh, in this season. So I guess we will see him on the newest season of Southern Charm and Winter House. Okay, Uh, part two, there was so much unseen footage, even in part one. And I'm just like, like, okay, the nipple thing with Lindsay and Andrea and then like the sexy car ride and like all of that shit and like or even Amanda and Lindsay making out it's like why didn't we see that on the show like why did you cut those moments when it was way better than like fucking Amanda and uh Kyle complaining about like the little fucking wedding shit that they had to go through like couldn't I have seen that versus them like mailing their invitations it's so frustrating uh we found out Sierra hooked up with Austin afterwards she got a lot of flack for this and it's like yeah obviously that was a bad move do you think she like felt good about that no but I feel like everyone has you know gone back to someone who even though they've treated them like shit and like I just feel like I don't know I don't I feel like we should give her some grace about that. Everyone asked or Andy asked everyone about Kristen C, Kristen Cavallari hooking up with Craig. And basically everyone said that that was real. So I'm just so confused because Kristen is saying that it was 
fake and that he was using her name to get into the press. They also haven't been hanging out recently, I don't think. So um, tell me if you are team Craig or team Kristen on this. I like kind of feel like they did, but then I also don't see Kristen as like a liar and I, I fucking hate Craig. So I'm assuming he's a liar. So I'm not not too sure about that. Another Dumois mention on Summer House. She is just getting so popular and she's just constantly in mainstream media. Um, I wish that Craig and Austin were there to um, to give not give their sides of the story. I don't care about that, but like to apologize or like take accountability for some of their gross behavior. Um, there was like that hot mic moment where Paige and Amanda and Sierra were talking um, when they were taking a break. And yeah, they said that Lindsay was like manipulating Carl and like how Amanda was kind of like, well, Carl works for us, insinuating like he should be on our side, which I feel like is is more manipulation than whatever Lindsay's doing. And it's like, no, he's sticking up for his his girl, and he's also like, um, friends with like more friends with the OG cast members. Like, it makes a lot of sense that he would be sticking up for Lindsay. And then a few other things. Alex um talks about racism in the summer house and just what he experienced at parties. Um, Kyle says stuff like, "I can't believe you bottled that up," and. I'm like, okay, Kyle, like, I appreciate that he understood the gravity of these microaggressions um, that Maya Sierra and Alex spoke up about this season, but saying stuff like, I can't believe you did blank when someone is experiencing discrimination or oppression is, like, eek. Like, I, it's like... You can't believe it because you are never in this situation as a straight white cis man. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't like love that, but um, just, yeah, so grateful that the cast is like speaking up towards this. The other thing, like Sierra, Maya, and Alex were just talking about how like those interactions are so commonplace for people of color that it sometimes doesn't even register to them to speak up about it to their white friends um it just got me thinking about racial weathering and how which is basically just um like the accumulation of microaggressions and other not macroaggressions I don't even know that's a word but like um discrimination or problematic behavior wears on people of color and just how gross that is like that it can not only impact your like general well-being but like shave years off your life and then the last thing I want to mention is um the conversations about prenups it was just really interesting that all of the women stuck up their hands when Andy asked if they would sign a prenup and then none of the men did so I don't know I have no no further commentary just a little seed to think about. Other just like summer house news right now. Apparently Craig got kicked out of 
Amanda and Kyle's wedding for like being like belligerently drunk and apparently um since it was at Amanda's parents house they had set up outside bathrooms like kind of like porta potty situations and they said to the attendees like just the wedding party in the house because like there's a hundred people here or whatever so it's like we don't want a hundred people in our house in our bathroom but the wedding party has you know all of their belongings um and like can use these bathrooms and apparently he like was going through their house and trying to use the bathroom and stuff like that and again just like shows you how like entitled uh he is the other thing is the florist um that we uh, that saved the day for Kyle and Amanda is apparently on winter house which again just shows you how like okay so that florist like your florist dropping out was probably fake as fuck it was staged for you to find quote I'm doing air quotes a new florist and then oh she just happens to be on summer or winter house like that is so fucking fake like it is so annoying um but with that being said I actually loved the florist she seemed like a lot of fun sorry I didn't write down her name because again this was like two weeks ago so I don't remember it off the top of my head but I'm actually excited for her but just like this fake setup is like kind of annoying summer house was renewed for season seven uh Kyle Cook obviously was on the Hollywood Raw podcast And he was giving a lot of behind the scenes of the show, its creation, uh, lover boy, etc. And it was really fun. So go check it out. He also alluded to um, taping something in the UK for about two weeks. And uh, I saw on Twitter that a new, I think it's a new CBS show, is coming out like a competition based one. I think it's kind of like the challenge. But there's tons of like Survivor players, Big Brother players, Bravo people. So Um, it's going to be really fun. I definitely want to talk about it on the pod. Last but not least, because this is like a 20 minute outro, like who the fuck am I? Hannah, Hannah Burner from seasons three, four, and five got married to Des Bishop. I heard, I think her wedding dress was like fine, but I loved her like reception dress. She also did really cute clothes for her bachelorette party. And she's not like, I don't want to say she's not trendy or anything. She's like, dresses simply and like I never like loved her style but I I thought she looked really good and really stepped it up for her wedding but the other thing um that was mentioned on the Hollywood Raw podcast with Kyle but I also saw all over Hannah's social media and I didn't know this but the guys on Hollywood Raw were asking Kyle did the follow-up between you and Hannah was her advertising or being sponsored by a competitor seltzer brand part of your falling out and I didn't know that there was that drama because I thought it was just like a man uh, not Amanda um Hannah was talking shit about the cast on like podcasts and on the house and like that kind of shit and like maybe the Luke stuff but like I didn't know that she had was sponsored by a competitor seltzer brand but then I went on our Instagram when I was creeping all of the wedding content and she is sponsored by Truly and is doing like cute little commercials and you know reels and shit with them so 
I wonder if that was, again, more kind of BTS um, that we didn't get to see. And it really reminded me of Tati um, and James Charles, their original falling out at Coachella. The catalyst for her making her goodbye sister video was that James did a sponsored post by Sugar Bear Hair and she has her like something like Halo Beauty or something like that. She has her hair uh, vitamin brand. So I just thought that that was like, I don't know, the parallels are just so interesting. Okay, that's it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can follow along with me on socials at RTPP Podcast, as well as liking, subscribing, downloading the episodes, writing a review. Helps the pod find new listeners and keeps my boat afloat. Trust me. Uh, I so appreciate anytime someone leaves like a comment or a DM. Someone DM'd me this week and was just like, I'm moving and cleaning and rtbp is like keeping me sane or like something like that and I'm like that's fucking amazing because I get the same feeling when I'm listening to the podcasts I listen to so I love that so so much I love you all so much I don't say that enough anyways I hope you are safe and healthy out there as always I'm your host Tori and I am ready to be petty see you soon bye